Hello listeners and welcome to State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your host, Stephen Payton. The date is Friday, the 6th of August, 2021. Let's get into it. Kicking things off this week, the campaign to save our broken union continues apace, with Boris Johnson bouncing over the border to remind us all that he's very important indeed. So important, in fact, that he chose not to bother having a face-to-face meeting with Scotland's First Minister during his two-day trip. He did, however, find time to catch up with Douglas Ross on both days. Cynical as it may be to say, but that would suggest to me that he was visiting Scotland on business for the Tory party rather than the government. After all, is this not the time to be working together to beat the pandemic, as Johnson has repeatedly claimed? And despite the fact that the Prime Minister of the UK wasn't interested in meeting Scotland's democratically appointed leadership this week, that did not stop him from taking the time to tell us all that independence just wasn't really on his agenda. Well, maybe it's not for you, but that doesn't mean it's not on ours. In fact, beyond Johnson's waffling visit in which he dodged whatever difficult questions around independence that came his way, we had plenty others just standing by to tell us how to behave, such as Keir Starmer. Starmer also made a trip to Scotland this week, likely pressed and folded up neatly in Johnson's suitcase, like a handy prop that can be rolled out when needed by the Conservative government. The Labour leader stated that it was up to Scots to decide when to hold a referendum, while also deciding on our behalf that we should not hold a referendum, at least not during this current parliamentary term. And this is becoming a more common tactic of anti-independence politicians. Having realised that just a blanket refusal to let people vote on this issue is a reminder of just why so many of us want to leave in the first place, the Tories and Labour have switched to instead spitting platitudes about how Scots should be free to hold a second referendum whenever we think it's right, just before speaking on our behalf to tell us that actually we don't really want a second referendum, even if we think we do, so we can't have it. You know, kind of like doing it for our own good. And the goalposts will always shift like this. When polling that shows support for yes or for holding a second referendum returns strongly in favour again, there will be another different reason to try and block the democratic process in Scotland. Michael Gove this week made the same claim that Scots can have a referendum when it is the settled will of Scotland, before saying he personally didn't think it was right to hold one now, then remembered the script and said that actually no, the public don't think it's the time to hold one either. The Tories' settled will is nebulous and will always be as near or far as it needs to be to uphold the illusion that the Tories are being reasonable about a second referendum while simultaneously making sure that it can never happen. That's why Michael Gove was unable to actually quantify what that settled will looks like. Couldn't it have been when Scots re-elected a pro-independence majority to the Scottish Parliament or when for months there was clear polling showing that support for yes was the majority position in Scotland? Gov wouldn't say. And neither would Boris Johnson while asked about it during his trip north of the border. Though, according to polling expert John Curtis, Johnson's attempts to hide behind the pandemic to cover up his rejection of a second vote cannot last much longer as the Covid crisis lessens. 
With the pandemic coming to an end, he will soon have to find other means and excuses to block the process. After all, the Scottish government have promised that a second referendum will take place after the issue of the pandemic has been resolved. In fact, according to leaked documents that were made public this week, SNP members will be asked to support a motion at the party's next conference on bringing NDF2 legislation to Holyrood at the earliest moment after the pandemic. Reportedly, the draft agenda includes a motion that would call for legislation on the vote after a clear end to the crisis. With the SNP conference on the horizon and that clear end fast approaching, it will be interesting to see if anything becomes clearer in the near future. Either way, the SNP have promised too much around a referendum in this parliamentary term that they have no option to kick that can further down the road this time, lest it lead to a real damaging and irreversible split within the party. But that is all we have time for this week. So with all that said, where does that leave the state of the union? Like Boris Johnson making a joke about Thatcher's destruction of mining communities across Britain, it's not going down so well. See you all again next Friday.